Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Pop Goes the Tam Tam. We have reached the third destination of our shipping cruise. The title of this episode has, of course, given away the iconic ship that we are going to discuss. But before we get into Snow White and Charming, I thought I'd give a quick synopsis on Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time is a show that takes place in a town where the Disney-fied versions of famous fairy tale characters are real. They exist. For this episode, I am joined by a very special guest. Announce yourself, special guest. Hello, it's me, Jack, again. (laughs) (laughs) I always love having you on the pod, Jack. So, I have brought you here to discuss your favourite ship, which just happens to be Snow and Charming from Once Upon a Time. And in this episode... I am now just going to open the floor to you for questions. So my first question is... Why they are the best ship? Mm -hmm. Now, I would just like to say I do respect the other ships. What I really liked about this ship is that it's very coherent, their story, and it follows throughout the show in the most coherent way. Mm -hmm. Even when the plot goes cuckoo bananas. (laughs) But like, what I really like in, in the beginning of this is they don't get along they meet each other in like the worst way they have one of the best meetings where in the future world and the fantasy world they don't really know each other but at the same time they seem like they know everything about each other Mm -hmm. and like even that they're still fighting for each other even when the plot goes a bit insane i like the fact that they join forces to to win back a ring that he intends to marry someone else and then like the fact that she uses the only dark weapon to project her against regina or the evil queen to save his life on the troll bridge is quite important and i like the fact that they kind of throw their lines back at each other so like he said he saves her early in the episode and then he says like it seemed like the honorable thing to do to to save you from these creatures and then like she uses she throws back the line later to him when she saves him from the trolls. And I just think, like, there are so many characters who, like, try to split them up. Like, the evil queen tries so hard to, like, mm. to um, stop them from remembering, to, like, manipulate the situation. So other crazy things that have happened, I've got, I, I got, like, a little bit of a list. <laughs> I can, you can stop me, you can stop me, like, so... So, I mean, like, I wrote, like, King Trick Snow drinking into poison and can't have baby. Suddenly can't have baby. Not a problem. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, like, is uh, their child evil? And I also liked how Charming is the one who turns um, Snow into an optimist. Mm-hmm. So later on, when she's with Emma going through hard time, she's being optimistic with Emma, and they kind of teach her 
how to be optimistic and actually believe in the idea of love because she was someone who is from a rough who went through the foster care system and didn't feel that love and never really experienced it. Then other crazy things that happened on the show. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to mention Selena just briefly. Um, okay, so who um, is this? So, like, Selena was, like, late. <laughs> Technically, the evil queen's older sister. Right. was, like, invented out of thin air. Okay. As the villain for one of the se- as the season villain, where basically the evil queen was kind of joining the good guys, but like I do find their ship the easiest to follow mm-hmm. and the easiest to like believe in, and the actors did an incredible job playing that with playing these characters for such a lot for good goodness gracious seven years Mm. who is snow white what this show does really well is they kind of create flaws in both snow white and prince charming themselves Mm. so they're not like perfect characters like snow white's journey begins from childhood Mm. and a lot of the problems that she occurs later is because of a childish mistake that she did to the evil queen, that the evil queen never forgave her. And there's this lovely um, episode where, where where we get to see this play out when Snow White is played by another actor as a young person. Also, Prince Charming, like, he is a twin who his twin brother is killed and, like, he's a farmer. And he he gets like promoted because Rumpelstiltskin makes a deal with his his father, the evil king, to like basically bring him back into royalty um, and to kill a dragon. That's a cool episode where like it basically shows him his first time as a prince killing a dragon, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. I just think like their outfits. Are, I mean, like Snow White is obviously wearing a lot of like white dresses where even when she's in the future well she's like handing out white roses in the hospital to patients she's you know she has a bird friend that she does in the you know the movies and like i think what the show did correctly was they built these characters properly and then they spent time with the actors to flesh out their relationships Mm. or they or they just did it based on what they were seeing on set about how they work together. Snow White, like, actually has friends. So, like, you meet them in the fantasy world first, and then you see them, how they connect in the future world. So, like, Ruby and Snow White are friends. Mm. Snow is allowed other characters to interact with, but they also kind of struggle with how to help Emma because they don't really know her, and, like, they kind of try to teach her to be an optimist. And Emma is their daughter, is that right? Yes, Emma is her daughter, and is also the saviour. If I told you that later on in the show, they decided to completely rewrite this whole saviour malarkey, and it doesn't make sense (laughs) in the Mm -hmm. later season like this, Emma finds out she was only only became the sole saviour because of what her parents did to someone else's soul. Mm. And I'm like, oh. And there's this whole big storyline where we're like, oh, should we tell Emma? And, they, and then we get, like, of course, the evil versions of Snow and Charming 
which again is fun but not interesting to me. They're going to be talking about how you have to embrace the darkness and the lightness of yourself. And I'm thinking, that's such a great idea of the season, about how you have both evil and darkness potentially within yourself, yeah. and how you face that is important. Does the show do that in that season? No. <laughs> it, makes up, it, it just allows the characters to completely create an evil version of Regina, and then we go to season seven, where we have a completely evil version of Rumpelstiltskin, mm-hmm. who basically tries to destroy the world, and then we have a completely good Rumpelstiltskin, who isn't very useful, and then, like, kind of dies. I respect some of these crazy choices, but they're crazy. The most fulfilling thing is watching this ship mm. as it goes through. And um, if you're thinking, you know, Jack, I don't want to watch 15 hour each season to just watch this relationship. You can cheat. There is a cheating tool. Someone very nice on YouTube, not me, mm-hmm. uh, who's called Calarius YouTube, has made a video called The Story of Slowing, which is basically most of their um, ship. I think I do think the first two seasons are probably the better ones, mm-hmm. and I can't defend uh, the Dark One season. I just can't. I mean, Dark Swan is. Uh, <laughs> I don't like the I don't like the author thing that they come up in like season six. Mm-hmm. They came up with this idea of the author, and then they make it boring by making Henry one of the authors. Mm. And I'm like, of course you're going to make him the author because you don't have anyone else to become the author. And then they just ruin it. Okay, this is how dumb it gets. Okay. Um, I'm going to just really ruin the final season. <laughs> Okay. And it makes no sense. And it makes no sense because, like, the whole point of their prior relationship is that they want to murder each other. Mm-hmm. Like, he won't forgive Rumpelstiltskin for killing his first love, and he has embarked on a tale of revenge. And right. then he meets Emma, and he's like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't." And he still attempt revenge throughout the show, of course. But then he finds that, you know, like, Emma's hot. And, <laughs> and, like, and, then, and the showrunner's like, we don't have a love... We, we've ruined all the other love interests, so I guess we've got you. We get, like, an older version of Henry. He gets married. He has a daughter. He's broken up. But, like, I feel like his wife has, like, the least amount of chemistry with him as an older person. But then they were like, oh, we're going to turn this monarchy into a monarchy democracy. Which I see. is basically what happens in the end. Like each fantasy couple who wants to rule, and basically the season ends with, you know, Regina becoming the true queen of, story, of Storybook, where like all the characters have to leave Storybook forever. Snow and Charming were like the lucky characters. 
not yeah. to get messed up. Like, as I said, Emma's storyline, where she finds out where they rewrite the saviour thing, that a lot of people didn't like, including me. Unlike other shows where you could see that they had a mid-season villain to her, it wasn't always clear who the mid-season villain was yeah. to focus on, because sometimes they interviewed villains who you thought were going to matter, and then they ended up not mattering at all. And you feel like, oh. I mean, I like the fact that Regina gets a true love kiss with Henry. I mean, I think it falls off in, like, season six, Mm-hmm. Season five. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for having me, Tamsin. <laughs> oh, it's um, lovely. You can sign off now. Thank you, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest. I always love having you on the show, Jack. Well, it was lovely to be on, and I look forward to when I am next summoned. <laughs> <laughs>